so he's going to come and finish this. But I, I do, I do want to share. Um, it might be a strange word to you, but it's a Greek word. But I'm gonna, you're going to learn something today. The word is called kononia. Everybody say kononia. All right. Maybe you didn't hear me. If I was in class and I was a teacher right now, I'd be looking at you and say, why didn't you respond? Okay, so I know it's first time, first word, okay? It's kononia, okay? Can we all say that? Kononia. Okay. Our good friend, uh, Brother Manny Mills in Chicago, Illinois, um, has a um, reentry program ministry uh, for former inmates. And when they come out, uh, he reestablishes or implements them back into society through a program and through a lot of work of ministry to to give people um, back in society a chance that's been distanced or disjointed or disconnected. And he calls that ministry Colonia. It's called the Colonia House. Heath and I have been there. It's a powerful thing. But, you know, uh, let me show you something about true kononia, okay? And you'll say, what in the world does that word mean? Pastor Art, you whipped a word on us, and we don't even know what that word means. All right. Somebody tell me, say, tell me what it means. Okay. It's a Greek word, which... Bottom line means fellowship. Fellowship. Fellowship's important. A fellowship builds great friendships. And, and for just a moment here, then he's going to come up and finish and do altar ministry and do his word that he wanted to share. And I don't want to disrupt anything in the Holy Spirit, but it, there, it's powerful it's powerful today to know that we need fellowship. The most important fellowship we need is with the Father. The Word says, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, then we have fellowship with Him and with one another. That's called kononia. That means we're flowing together. Flow is important. But there's an enemy of flow, and that's Satan himself. Because there's powerful benefits we get with fellowship and friendship. Number one, you'll never have a greater friend than Jesus. <laughs> you don't know how good he is until you need him. You don't know how powerful he is until you need him. Well, I got friends, but you'll never have a friend like Jesus. Jesus was your friend when you were the most unlovable person on this planet. Jesus was your friend when you were messed up in drama, messed up in brokenness, messed up in dysfunction. Jesus still continued to be your friend. Jesus is a friend of friends. And so what his fellowship with the Father 
and what his connectedness to the Father and the unity of the Spirit is creates a bond of peace in the Godhead and in the body which we are his body transfers into the body if we have fellowship with God we have fellowship with one another if you're disjointed with someone in your life it's because your fellowship with God isn't where it needs to be are you hearing me if you're out of sorts with God guess what we're out of sorts with somebody else that's the way the flow is but the enemy the enemy wants to create dysfunction and there's a lot of dysfunction in the earth today there's a lot of dysfunction in the earth today so let me just share let me just share a scripture with you it's important and listen and what I'm depending on I've got the word but this is the word so it, this is new school for me so I'm using a, a device a, a um, whatever you call the technologically you all you all you know what I'm talking about quit looking at me like you're a deer in the headlights okay <laughs> so today I'm going to just show you a little illustration about Conania hallelujah I'm going to show you a little illustration come up here Preston I mean, that's what this is. There's two people that knows what that is. If you don't know what that is, you're in trouble. You, you are in big trouble. Why are we sitting in this building if we don't know what this is for or what it's about? What you don't see in this is what we should all see in this is Conania. There's an intersection at this cross. It's designed that way. Now, the cross that Jesus died on doesn't necessarily look like this. But it did form it did form an intersection. Okay, the intersection's important because that's about you and I here together today. That's about our fellowship with one another and our fellowship with humanity. It's important. Jesus said in John 13 and 35, by this will you men know that you are my disciples if you go to church, if you pray, if you carry a 25-pound Bible in your in, under your arm, is if you wear T-shirts, with a cross that weighs 10 pounds around your neck? By this will men know that you are my disciples because of this one powerful thing that is the greatest experience in a human's life. If you what? Love one another. Everybody say love one another. Loving one another produces kononia. That's what you and I need. We have the love of the Father. If we are in fellowship with Him, and that's what this, hold it up there, Preston. 
That's what this piece. It's our relationship with the Father, the Father's relationship with us. It's vertical. Everybody say vertical. God's love toward us and our love toward Him is vertical. Do you get that? I promise you, there is something here and then He's getting ready to come here. But I want you to look at this. The love that the Father commended toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not when you were lovable, not when you were acceptable, not when you were perfect, not when you had it together, not when you were pretty, not when you were this, smart, not, not because God committed his love toward you. While you were yet sinners, Christ commended his love. He demonstrated his love towards you. Vertically, God directed his love toward you. We have fellowship now with the Father. We accepted Jesus Christ into our heart as our personal Lord and Savior. We have fellowship with Jesus. We have fellowship with the Father. He lives in our heart. He lives in our heart. We walk with him and he walks with us. You know, the, the old man Adam is being restored. God came and walked with Adam. The first man in that relationship, that colonia was severed because of sin. But because of one's, one man's obedience, one man's disobedience brought unrighteousness to you and I. It broke relationship. But one man's obedience restored relationship with God. Now we have fellowship one with another. If you have a problem with me, you got a problem with the Father. Your problem is a father problem. It's not a pastor or a problem. It's a father problem. Because you're not in colonia. There's not one person I can think of tonight, today, that I hate or dislike. Now, I mean, dislike people's actions, but I, there's a ticket I can't afford is to hate on people. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I don't care what you've done to me. I love you. I don't care what you've said about me. I love you. I don't care how you treat me. I love you. Because I'm in Conania with the Father. Does that make sense? I'm in fellowship with the Father. And when I'm in fellowship with Him, what He loves, I love. What He hates, I hate. But His hate isn't directed toward broken humanity. His love is directed toward broken humanity. And so, we, how many knows that we got to have that love? Today, Holy Spirit, through what He's going to do in a minute, wants to introduce you to that friend. You know what you really come here today to do? To meet our friend. 
Yes, you'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll know other friends here and, and you'll learn all about them and, and you'll find some thing about them when you're, when you're gnawing on hot dogs later and potato salad and coleslaw and you're going through all that. But it's more than that today. This day is more than that. It's more than a hot dog. It's more than cornhole. It's more than potato salad. It's more than games. This day is about fellowship. This day is about God through the Holy Spirit opening our eyes to see there's something deeper here. Something deeper here. And yes, I, I like what he said earlier. COVID was designed. Everybody say designed. You think that just happened? <laughs> and, and I know there's people here think, well, boy, God don't, just, God don't like people. He just sent COVID on people. God don't send anything on anybody he loves. Sickness and disease comes from the devil. It doesn't. It's a part of brokenness. But God's about restoring what's broken. If your fellowship's broken, God's about restoring that. If you're walking out of sync, out of fellowship with God, and some of you raised your hand just a minute ago, knowing that you need to get closer to God, it's because the enemy is constantly against our fellowship with God. So he wants to destroy Colonia. He wants to destroy our walk with him and our fellowship with him. And, and, and if he severs that and he gets between that, then he gets between this. That's what the church has been called to. Kononia. Fellowship with one another. By this will men know that you're my disciples. If we have love for one another. And Kathy and I was talking this morning. Come here, sweetie. What will we be saying about that, that scripture directed? The Bible says, if you have one love for one another, men will know that you're my disciples. We know we have love for the world and the lost. God put that love in our hearts for them. But that scripture refers to our love to each other. The church, how we treat each other. People out there are going to watch. And when they see how we love one another, how we encourage one another, how we lift each other up, they're going to want to be a part of that. And when we tell them we do that because of the love of Christ, then they're going to want to know our Savior. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you tired? You put it down when you get tired. He's getting a cross workout. Crossfit. What? Crossfit. Is that right, Miss Selena? Crossfit? Preston's getting crossfit this morning. <laughs> oh, Jesus, we need fellowship. We need colonia. We need, this is the colonia that Kathy was talking about just a minute ago. This is what draws men to people. To God, this is what draws people to God. Is it's not the lighting, it's not the awesome music and wonderful talented skills of of, of musicians and singers, work, worship leaders. It's not you know 
people of great oratory skills that you know it, all those things have a place but people are drawn to God because of Kononia because people need a place to belong they need a family they need a family if you don't need one there's a day coming in your life friend when you will need one because families support each other they encourage each other that's what you get in Kononia they pray for one another they're there you know it's because of fellowship fellowship definitely and Acts 2 and 47 2 and 42 you find that scripture for me can you find that when it talks about this early church that Jesus sent his spirit to fill those believers who waited together at Pentecost and when they were all together when they were all together something happened something always happens when there's Kononia this is where miraculous things happen this is where breakthroughs happen listen if you got dysfunction in your family nothing really is going to happen except drama but when you've got God Kononia powerful things will break out powerful things will break out you'll see salvations you'll see breakthroughs you'll see healings you'll see miraculous things you'll see God doing things because people are drawn to that do you have that scripture okay Acts chapter 2 is when they were they were together and had all things common okay come up here and read this for me yeah, number 42 is the one. Okay, everybody say Acts 2, 42. Now notice this, all the believers devoted themselves. you got to work at Kononia. Uh, sometimes you've got to change your schedule to be about Kononia. Sometimes you've got to change what's convenient for you to be about the greater. Kononia is not just something in our families, our personal families, our, our biological families. It's something that happens in our spiritual family. The greatest bond of peace that we have is our blood-bought family. I don't know about you, but I got Jesus' DNA running through me right now. I don't know if you can do this, but if you took my spiritual DNA to a, uh, who, who tests the blood? What are they called? Phlebotomist. Okay, if you, took, if you took my spiritual blood to a spiritual phlebotomist, you know what they'd find? They'd find Jesus' DNA all strapped through that. You know why? Because I made this vertical connection. And the blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all my unrighteousness. And now I have fellowship with him. And I'm walking with him and he's walking with me. It's the most exciting journey. If you're a place in your life that your Christian experience is boring, 
you need Konania. You need fellowship. Because there ain't nothing, excuse me, English, okay? There ain't nothing boring about Jesus. If Jesus is boring to you, then you've lost Konania. That's why anything he's connected to is not boring to me. Worshiping together is a highlight. So, I'm sorry. This is about that. After the church was formed, Acts 2 and 42 says that the believers formed a community, a fellowship. And it begins, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, say teaching, and to fellowship, say fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. You see, when you get that Konania going, when you get the fellowship going, it's an atmosphere for the miraculous. You create an atmosphere for God to move and heal folks, save folks, deliver them and set them free just by the way we love each other, by the way we fellowship. And the way the world looks and sees that we are one. Say, we are one. I may like red and you may like blue, but we are one because we love the Father. Amen. Amen. They met together and had everything in common. They worshiped together at the temple every day. Not just on Sunday. They were so excited they couldn't wait. Oh, man, somebody's going to have problems with that. If we can't get you here one Sunday, these people were about it every day. How many know you got to be about Jesus every day? And this was the end result of all that sharing, all that loving, and all that having everything together. They met in the temple each day, and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Now, here it is. Say, here it is. All the while, praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowships those who were being saved. People get saved in that atmosphere. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Some of you sitting there acting like, who is this for, Pastor? I believe it'd be for you. Because we all need fellowship. Come on. Do you need fellowship? This fellowship is more than coming up here to the shed and having baked beans and hot dogs. It's an alignment of our heart to something greater than you are. And the benefit of that is all the powerful things that it opens our house to. The miraculous healings, salvations, breakthroughs God is for you he's not against you God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed he really does God's made a way he went to every expense that you could be blessed today he did he sent his best he sent his only begotten son not one of many but he sent his only begotten son in the form of this, so that he might reestablish Colonia, 
that was lost in the first Adam. And now we have fellowship with God. And we have fellowship with one another. You know what that makes me and you? I know some of you are going to have a hard time with this. That makes us brothers and sisters. Ooh, that's weak. That's weak. I said it makes us brothers and sisters. Are we all alike as the same brothers? You know that. Jenny and Heath are two different hombres, okay? But they're brothers and sisters. They die for each other. They don't like the same things. Go ahead. Well, no. Well, they have colonia. It makes different. It makes it different. When we have something in common, you notice those early disciples, they had all things in common. That didn't mean that they agreed on everything, Miss Selena. That just means they had the same agenda. You know what God's agenda here is today is to reestablish and restore Kononia in your life. Fellowship. Give your life meaning. Give you a place in your heart. And when our life is out of place, when God is out of place in our life, everything else will be out of place. There won't be rhythm. There won't be Kononia. All right, let me show you this, Sal, with a little crude demonstration here. How many has ever had a problem with your vehicle with the shaking in the front end of your vehicle, like your wheel shaking in your hand? How many's ever had that? Come on. Well, there ain't many people in here's ever had a problem. Man. Well, it could be tire out it could be tire out of balance. But a lot of times it's the front end out of line. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. If it's severe enough, it can cause a wreck or an accident. Because what it is, your, your vehicle wants to pull to the left or it wants to pull to the right. I've actually been in cars before where the actual steering wheel would shake like somebody's on the vehicle shaking that. That's a pretty bad experience to drive with. But back in the day, I knew something was wrong. I need to get my vehicle in the proper place where I could get proper alignment to my life. So I wouldn't have jolting and, and, and bouncing around so that my, my vehicle would have rhythm so I could drive and not wear my tires out. I could drive and not be pulled off the, the side of the road into an accident. Because when that is aligned then you have rhythm. You have flow. The devil doesn't want your life in rhythm with God. He don't want you in flow with God. And he'll do everything. Today in the service, he'll create and invent ways for you not to listen to me today. He'll say, that's a bunch of foolishness. He'll say, that's not right. But God said we need fellowship. We need fellowship with him. Say we need fellowship with him. Okay. He's coming. I know you said, well, you said that a while ago. All right, I mean it this time. All right, we have this peace, and then we have this peace. So we have God's love toward us. We know that God loves us because he sent his son. 
Okay, hang in here. And then we know because we have fellowship with him, we have fellowship with one another. You see, a, be a believer in our lives should always be in this mode. You see, COVID tried to disintegrate that because, oh, you're not supposed to touch. You're not supposed to hug. And, and I get that and I understand that. If you've got a flu bug, I don't want you to come up with me like that. Okay, I'll just be real with you. And it's not that I'm afraid. I'm not, I'm not being fearful of disease. I just don't want to be down. I just don't want your bug, okay? I believe in there no sickness shall come nigh to I dwell in. I believe that. But in practicality, so today, our arms should always be extended. Our arms should always be extended. God's arms are extended to us. He said, my arms have extended to a, a difficult people. And he was talking about Israel. I continually stretched my arm for people that didn't want my affection, didn't want my love, didn't want my guidance. That doesn't mean everyone that you hold your arms out to will receive what you have. But they see that there's true colonia, true fellowship, then it will draw them. That it will cause them to look at your life and say, I, I can't understand it, but I want what they got. I, I want what they have. I want what's going on here. I want what's going on here. I want what's going on in your life. And it's not necessarily because you got your life all together or your life is perfect or without flaw. It just means there's true fellowship and colonia in your life and you love people. Listen, friend, if you love God, number one, you'll love people. <laughs> Most of my criticism comes at this expense. I love people. I'm not perfect, but I love people. And, and I get criticism continually. Well, you know, Pastor, Pastor Reynolds just lets anybody come to his church. Yeah. Hello. You, you got dysfunction in your life? Just come on. This is what we'll do. We'll love you. We can't fix you, but we'll love you. But I'll point you to the man that can fix you. If you're strapped in addiction, come on. If you're prostituting yourself throughout the community, come on. If your life is broken, your life is covered in shame and heartache, come on! Jesus says, come! Come! All ye that are burdened and heaven laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll establish my colonia to you. And then I'll have my body. Do oh. you know, Willie, you're the body of Jesus. He's the head.
but we're the body. If, you're, if, you, if the body is not acting as the head, then there's no kononia. If, if the body is in alignment with the head, which is Jesus as the head of the church, how many knows that? Yeah, I bet you thought it was the Pope, or I'm not being religious there, or I thought you thought it was this person or that person. Listen, Jesus is the head of the church. I said Jesus is the head of the church. What flows down from the head should flow down to you. Love flows, love flows, love flows. And so I, I don't I don't find it a problem to love people. I don't find it, you know, I, I find it difficult and challenging sometimes because of the severity of people's dysfunction that I can't and God has to continually remind me that I can't fix them. Just bring them to my love. Just bring them to my love and love them. Let me do the rest of it. It'd be like me trying to clean a fish before I even get it in the boat. I'm not going to have great success cleaning Henry a fish in the water when it's not in the boat. Love people. Look, God love people. And then God will take care of the rest. Amen. So, come on, Heath. It's our, it's our love toward one another. And today, we want to extend God's love. God loves you. And we love you. And we love that you're here today. This may be the first time for you, Steve, but I don't think it is. But we love you. Listen. There's no greater message in the gospel than to hear the fact that God so loved the world. Oh. I get tired of hearing that old message all the time. Well, listen, if you're tired of that, you're tired of the crux of the gospel because the gospel message of Jesus is about the love that he shows for us and the love that we have for one another. And guess what? If you're going to heaven, you've got to love me. Hallelujah. You may not want to, but you got to love me. It may be hard, but you got to love me. Hallelujah. Wow. So, see, at this point of crossing here where his love intersects our love, it creates this perfect, perfect bond of peace called kononia. And we have fellowship and love with each other. And today, the Holy Spirit is extending a love to you that maybe, you know, a love that maybe we don't quite understand. And I've been in this going on 50 years, and I still can't fathom the love of God. There are times that I don't get it. Now, there are people think they got it, but I, there are times that I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I, 
One big one. I don't understand why God would love me. Why would he love me? Not because I've earned it. Not because I deserve it. Not because of my pedigree or my rank or whatever. God just loved me. Love me. I heard somebody say the other day, you know what, Pastor? I believe that. And if I had been the only person on this earth, on this planet, God would have still died for Trish. If you'd been the only person on this planet, God would have still died for you because you needed colonia. You needed fellowship. When we get to heaven, ah, what a day that will be. Oh, let me say it again. I, 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 don't know, I don't know if some of you believe you're even going there or not. I said, what a day that will be. When Jesus, I shall see. there in that place the ultimate bond of peace and fellowship when we are joined together with him to be forever with the Lord that sounds like a place I'd want to go to and you know today should be about a little snippet of what that's going to be about one day don't you in this room, there's something present. And that's called the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ. Jesus is here today. I don't have to ask somebody, what was that? That's Jesus. Did you feel that? Well, that's Jesus. Did you sense that? Yes, that's Jesus. Turn to somebody and say, that's Jesus. You know what? If you feel this right here on your heart right now, guess what? That's Jesus. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door. Oh, listen to this. I'll come in and we'll sup together. I with him and him with me. You know what that word means in the literal language? means I'll come in and fellowship with them. I don't know about you. I love you and you're pretty and you're smart and I love you, but I'm going to bust your bubble right now. But if Jesus wasn't here, uh, honestly, I love you. I'll hang out with you anytime. But I wouldn't care really that much about being here if Jesus wasn't here. That's not that's why I'm not going to some of the places you're going to go to. Even religiously speaking. Because they're not all created equal. But I know where the Spirit of the Lord is there. There is liberty. And I want to be here because I want to be in fellowship. Because Jesus is in fellowship. Jesus is here. And then I know that God's people are here. And they're going to love you. You may get too many smiles today. You may get too many high fives. You may get too many handshakes. But I'd rather have way too many than way too little. And if you'll love me, I'll love you so many different ways, you'll like one of them. You will. Just give me a chance.
give God a chance. That lies on the edge of pestering. Like, that I, I've said somewhat. But I'm glad that God pestered me. And I'm glad that he didn't give up on me. And that he continued to knock until I responded. And I opened my door. And he came in. And now I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I mess up. I know that I pray. I know that I seek God's forgiveness and I seek his counsel. But I know that we have fellowship with him. And one day I want to be with him. Do you want to be with Jesus? Then Henry, you start today. You start today. Today is the day of salvation. Now is accepted time. It's not next month. Well, what my singers and what my preacher and what my this or my that. Listen, you can't do that with the Holy Spirit of God. When He knocks, you got to open your door. You got to open the door, the door to your heart, so He can come in. He wants to fellowship with you. That's what He wants to do. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to be your best friend, not just a friend. Well, I'll put Jesus on my friend list. Let's see. Uh, where can I put you, Jesus? No, Jesus wants to be your best friend. Thank you. You did an awesome job. And you, and you know what, Preston? Let me tell you something, man. Bree, I bet you didn't know this about Preston. And I forgot this a long time ago, but he used to be in my fourth grade class. Well, there's probably a lot of memories from that fourth grade class you don't. But you shared with me what Conanea meant to you your life back then when you were up against the wall. You want to say just a little bit what? I was diagnosed with a tumor on my spine, and I was in the hospital for a long time. This man and another one and my grandmother come in the day before they were going to do the surgery. They prayed for me. Grandma said, told them no need for a surgery because it was gone. The next day when they took me back, they done a little test to show, and there's only a scar on my spine. That's because of Conania. That's because of togetherness, unity in the Spirit of God. Nobody walked in that room that day with bitterness in their heart toward one another. Nobody walked into that room feeling like they were better than the other. They walked in that room and said, there's a mission here, Jesus. This young man, this boy needs a miracle in his life. And we believe God together. You notice how I said the word together. That's Konania. When we, you are at your best when we're together.
these freelancers and independent thinkers who say they don't need a church. That's not the gospel, friend. I don't know what, what you'll listen to, but that's not Jesus' gospel. I need Jesus and I need you. Do you hear that? I need you. Oh, I need your love and I need your patience and I need your, I need your prayers and I need your togetherness and I need your cooperation. I need your unity. I need, I need all that. Just like Preston did that day. And years later, how old were you then? About 10? 12. 12. Years later, this young man standing here with a cross in his hand saying, I believe in the power that's in Jesus' name. So Heath, I know I probably, whatever was behind the cue ball, but. All right, if you want to pick your Bible out, we'll stand. We'll read this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amen. Amen. Cononia, you know, if you're here today and you're not a part of this church, if this is your first time here, or even if it were your last time here, I pray it's not your last time here. But for some of us, it could be our last time here. This word is for you. It's not just saying that people in this church need to fellowship together. We do need to fellowship together. But you need unity with God in your life. No matter what, what where you go with church, no matter where you live, no matter what, where you function, you need cononia with God. People have that Philippians 4.13 on their chest. I can endure all things through Christ Jesus. That's when you have unity with God. A husband and wife, they need unity. A girlfriend and boyfriend, if they're going to function, they need unity. And, and when you have unity, when you have that fellowship, it's really cool. You spend, Fellowship requires you to spend time together. It requires you to get close together. And when you have that cononia, you can finish each other's sentences. You know what the person wants before they want it. And so, you know, when you have colony of God, you're going to have the, the viewpoint of God. You're going to see things the way God said. You're going to know how to pray most of the time. If you don't, the Spirit will help you. But you'll know how to pray because you know what the Father wants. You know his word. You have unity. And so Konania is an important concept. In this room today, I want to invite you in just a second to Konania with God. You need Konania with God. You say, well, I don't even, I've never heard of Konania until today. It's a funny looking word. It starts with a K. It don't even make sense to me. That's great. And I agree that churches need to get together. But here's the problem. In this, in this society, we've gotten to a point we don't fellowship well anymore. And so it's kind of hard for to expect churches to fellowship together when people don't fellowship together. And, and, and that's a real problem. We have, a, there's a lot of people. There's kids that grow up. When I was a child and grew up, if I didn't go out and play, I didn't socialize. Now kids don't go out and play. And now they socialize with people in France and L.A. and all kinds of people, but it's all in this, all in And I'm not saying that's, I'm not trying to be the old curmudgeon, you know, the old grouchy old man. Or bots. They probably spent a lot of time talking to fake people, right? But there's a lack of unity. And there's a lack of unity in families. There's dysfunction in families. And so God, you know, we're, we're trying to expect a church to function. And, and not only are, are people not fellowshipping, but families aren't fellowshipping. Families aren't functioning. People are disjointed. 
And yet we want to pretend to ourselves we have unity with God. If, if I do this altar call and say, who needs Jesus, who's, who's, who's lost, then, then there won't be that many hands in the room. There may be some. But if I said, do you have real unity with God this morning? That's an important point. Many of you wouldn't raise your hands, and maybe I wouldn't raise my hand. But the question is, do we really have kononia? Do we really have unity with God? Because I'll tell you this, we'll have problems if we're human. But if we are dysfunctional, we got a daddy issue and we don't have unity with God. So if you're in this room today and you're operating in a sense of dysfunction, and you say, what's dysfunction? Is that just drugs? Is that just, is that just, I'm a process? And if you have those things, that's fine. God can take care of that. But no, if you are dysfunctional, if you are not operating in function, if you are not operating the God in the way God intended you to function, then we are dysfunctional on the streets and I don't mean to give anybody any bad make anybody feel bad in here but there's an old thing I hope it's okay to say this if not uh, blame him he gave me the mic I I just have to be real that's all I know how to do I I have a hard time editing to please religion I just I don't know how to edit certain things I just got to be real there's this old thing on the street when they talk about adult entertainers (laughs) that's not grown up magicians that's people that go and they take off their clothes for money they'll say a lot of times those people have what daddy issues i'm not saying they do have daddy issues but i'm saying sometimes that's a saying on the street meaning there's something missing in their life listen a lot it's not just stripper a lot of us have daddy a lot of us have something missing in our life and we spend our whole life acting out and seeking attention and seeking something that will fulfill us We're dancing on our own kind of pole looking for something that will make us satisfied when the answer is Jesus. The answer is your daddy. We don't have to have a daddy issue. He loves you. And today, he's inviting you into Konania with him. He's inviting you into relationship. Get off that pole. Get off that pole. Your pole might be pride. Your pole might be relationships. Your pole might be anger. Your pole may be depression. Your pole may be resentment. Your pole may be unforgiveness. But you spend our life, we spend our life dancing around the pole. And daddy says, leave the strip room and come and be with me. One in grace and unity. That's Konania. And no matter where you go to church or where you live, you need that friend in your life. You need to function. And you need peace with God and peace with one another. And if you ask yourself this question, I'm going to ask you ask yourself this question. Do I have unity with the Father? We're closed. Do you have unity? With Father, if you're having to, if you're having to think about it a minute, the answer is you need to come back to Daddy. <laughs> the answer is you need to come back to a greater relationship. If you if you don't know the answer, let me ask you this question: Do the words come out of your mouth sound like your Daddy? Now, I'm not talking about your earthly father. Some people in this room don't even know your earthly father, and I don't belittle you for that. That's just life. That's the hand you were dealt. I'm talking about your heavenly father. 
do the words you speak out sound like your father? Because if you're in Conanea with him, they will. Uh, or are you negative all the time? Do you speak negative on people's lives? That's not the father. You wonder why we're in dysfunction? Look at our mouths. Do we build people up? Do we tell them how much we love them? Are we there for each other? Do, or do we tear people down? If we have Kodania, we will start to look. Just like married people, they start dressing alike. They start looking alike. They start liking the same music. Crazy TV shows. But that's how we should be with our daddy. Look like him. Talk like him. Love like him. And all those religious people that give you a hard time, tell them Pastor Heath told you, get off that pole. Get off that pole. Because <laughs> one of the greatest poles is religion. They've been dancing around that sucker for a long time. They need to get on out of that pole, don't they? <laughs> God loves you. And so if you're in this room, I promise you we didn't plan any of this. But I want to be honored this morning on Friends and Family Day. A time when, you know, a lot of times churches on homecoming like to grow closer together. But it won't work if we're not closer to God. So many times we spend our life trying to fix problems. And we're just wasting our time because we're not getting closer to God. We can play cornhole. We can have awesome trophies. And you can play all you want. You're not going to beat me. There should have been amens, not laughter. That's not funny. But we're wasting our time. It's all just a game. Unless we have true fellowship with the Father. Once we align our heart to His, then not only are we going to fellowship better in this church and your churches and out there listening on the internet in your churches, but you're going to fellowship better in your life. I'll make you a promise. I'll, I'll make a promise. I will make you a promise. You get greater unity to God, you'll have greater fellowship in your work. Promise you. It's biblical. You'll have greater fellowship in your family. I promise you. It's biblical. You say, well, you don't know my family. My family does this, this, this. I don't care. You align yourself with the Father, you will have greater fellowship with those around you. Doesn't mean you're always going to agree. But you'll know how to deal with it. You'll love them, look at them like Jesus. Instead of one just cold cock them upside the head, you know? So this, this morning, all I want to do is finish what Holy Spirit started and invite you this morning in just a second into a greater degree of unity with the Father. I want us all to put them poles down. Get off them poles. Get off them platform hills. They hurt your feet. I hope y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you?
You get what I'm talking about? And do what your daddy puts you on this earth to do. He puts you in on this earth to dance, a different kind of dance, to dance with the Holy Spirit, to live a life glorified, to live a life set apart. So thank you for putting up with his sermon and my rambling. I'll ask you to bow your head. Let me ask you a question. Is there dysfunction in your life? Let that sink in one moment. Is there any level of dysfunction in your life? Do you have a daddy issue, not an earthly daddy? I'm talking about other things in your life that you know you're not living according to his purpose. You, you know there's some, some, some stuff there. You, you know it. There's not total, you're living in dysfunction. If that's you and nobody's looking, I'm just going to ask you to be honest. And we're getting ready to get out of here. Would you raise your hand and say, I want more unity with the Father today. I want more unity in my life. I want more unity in my family. I want more unity in my relationships. I want more unity in my jobs. I want more unity with God the Father. I want more unity with his son Jesus. I want more unity with my purpose, my calling. And I want to quit looking for other things to cram in my life to satisfy me when I know nobody will satisfy me like my daddy will. Nobody will satisfy me like my daddy will. Put them up high. Oh, you know, we can do, we can chase so many windmills. You know how many windmills I've chased in my life? You can call them poles. You can call them windmills. You can call them whatever you want to call them. So many things I've chased in my life when the answer was Jesus. My friend, if you got your hand up, and even if you don't, if you need more positivity and love and unity in your life, the answer is Jesus. That's the answer. Keep them up. I see your hands go up and down, and that's awesome. That's a start. But I want you to be bold right now. God wants to touch you, and you got to be bold. you got to raise your hand like you want it. Nobody's looking. This is just you and God. Put it up high. Put it up. There you go. Put it up high. There you go. Put it up high. Put it up high. Put it up high. Conan is an action. And if your get, arm gets tired changing, I'm getting ready to call you forward right now. I know that scares you to death. But take a chance on your life. Take a chance on your father. When I count to three, keep them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Some of you quitting on me. See, so you know what I'm going to do next, and it scares you. But nothing's going to change unless you do something different. When I count to three, I want everybody to stand. And those that... Know they have some dysfunction and they know they want to make it right. And they know they want to get in unity with their life. They know they want more for their life. They need fellowship with the Father. They need fellowship in their life. Then I'm going to invite you just to walk forward to this altar and pray for just a moment. And I believe with all my heart that God is going to change things. I believe with all my heart on the authority of the Word of God that you will find unity in your life. You will find more for your life. But you've got to be brave right now. You can't quit. So I'm going to count to three. Before I do, there's some people that put your hand down. I want you to put them up strong right now. Come on. Come on. Want it. Come on. This is your moment. Want it. 